Breaking news out of Washington, D.C. The United States Supreme Court is going to hear Dobbs v. Jackson on December 1st. And we're going to talk about it here on The Mark Arrington Show, special edition. This is a special edition of the Mark Harrington Show live coming to you from the Creative Equal Studios here in Columbus, Ohio. We got breaking news out of the uh, out of Washington, D.C. The United States Supreme Court is going to hear the abortion case on December 1st of Dobbs versus Women's Health Organization. And uh, my guest today is Katie Short, who is with Life Legal Defense. Katie, thanks for coming on the program on such short notice. We got big news coming out of Washington. A lot of people thought this wouldn't be heard until the spring. I was one of them. It looks like they're going to be doing it on December 1st. And of course, many pro-lifers are looking in anticipation to this case as the case that could overturn Roe versus Wade. And so I wanted to bring you on because I have been uh, corresponding with you a little bit, asking for your opinions about all of this. And uh, as one of the uh, the attorneys that represents Create Equal here and there, I, I always uh, value your legal opinion here. And so I kind of want to ask you to gaze into your legal crystal ball, if you will. Uh, and, and kind of get an idea of what you think might come of this case, what observations you might have as it relates to the uh, this case before the United States Supreme Court. So let's get right to it. Do you think that Dobbs versus Jackson's Women's Health Organization case will overturn Roe v. Wade? Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> to give it to I know it's not a yes or no answer. Let's let's yeah, just say give me give me your top two. Give me your top two uh, scenarios. OK, obviously, the one we all hope and pray for is that the court will use this as a vehicle to overturn Roe and Casey. And I say as a vehicle because the, the law at issue is a 15 week abortion ban. It is not right. abortion. Yes or no. But the question is, could the court use this, not just uphold the law, but go go beyond and say, well, the only way we can uphold the law is by overturning Roe and Casey. So that's scenario number one. The issue then would return to the states and we'd be back to a pre-Roe situation of state by state yeah. uh, fighting fighting the abortion battle. So let me um, ask you this. Why, why is it that this case has that potential uh, in say, in light of all the other cases the U.S. US Supreme Court has heard, what makes this case different? Mainly because Mississippi has asked for the court to do this. I mean, it, okay. they, they, that's the first time in 30 years that a party has really come right out and said, "Our, you know, in effect, admitted our statute is pretty much incompatible with Roe and Casey." So the, the answer here is to overturn Roe and Casey. Is that because now, it's a gestational age ban, and it's not like, a, say, a parental notice or a transfer agreement ban or anything like that that kind of nips around the edges? This is going right mm -hmm. at the the question in Roe of viability. Is that why? Yeah. I, I think in part that, I mean, in other cases like the partial birth abortion ban, yes, it was about a method or a, or, or something, some others you say uh, around the edges issue. And there, and there were arguments to be made that, well, this isn't inconsistent with Roe. It, 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 you know, it works for this or that reason. And so, because as a pre-viability abortion ban, 
it, right. it is in, in, in direct conflict. Now, the interesting thing is the court, the uh, other party, the Jackson Women's Health Organization, in their brief, they're crying foul. Uh, they said, wait, wait, wait. When you went up, when you got this petition for review, or when you filed your cert petition, you only said, you, you said it was consistent. And you thought the court should uphold that grounds. So and now after you got cert granted, now you're saying it's not consistent and overturn Roe. And they actually, their, their first, uh, uh you know, weapon that they were trying to use was just dismiss this as improvidently granted. You've been fooled. I so, see. so you know, it's interesting because uh, with this recent, um, the, the 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 justices ruled five to four to not um, enjoin this case in in Texas regarding the heartbeat bill. Many look to that and say, well, you know, that that seems they they might be favorable to um, retaining this Mississippi law. Uh, you know, we have been uh, wondering about this. You know, initially I was skeptical and I think many people were that they would overturn Roe. Now I'm starting to wonder if there's a fairly good case. Why do you believe they would do it if they did? And then I want to get into, you know, the justices themselves. I don't want to get too far into the weeds, but I think Kavanaugh being a key vote here. Well, I think that's why a lot of people are the fact that Kavanaugh broke from the chief justice in the Texas case was, was mm -hmm. a good sign that, uh, uh, and they're basically, they're, they're standing back, letting this law go forward, which uh, according to the pro board briefs was, you know, say the frequent word was devastating, devastating to women, devastating to abortion writers, devastating. And um, so they, they are, are claiming that, um, you know, basically, and, and certainly the headlines was these clinics are, are shutting down or only doing a very limited number of abortions. And that apparently didn't spook Kavanaugh. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I think that was a very good sign. And, um, you know, but, they're picketing uh, the guy's house right now. You know, I don't know if you're aware well, of that, but uh, the pro abortion people are out front the, uh, uh, Justice Kavanaugh's home picketing him, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of pressure put on him. Uh, folks, if you want to ask Katie a question about this um, case before the U.S. Supreme Court, you can enter those into the comments section of our Facebook page at Created Equal uh, if you want to ask her about the case coming up. Uh, so our first scenario is they overturn Roe. And uh, what would that do? I mean, we know it goes back to the states, but what does that do for the viability standard? And how does that affect uh, Planned Parenthood versus Casey and the undue burden standard? How would it affect those things? Would they replace it with a 15 week uh, across the country ban on abortion and everything under 15 weeks is permissible? How would that work, do you think? Um, well, again, when we talk about overturning Roe, I mean, you, you Overturning Casey would be part parcel of that because right, overturning okay, yeah. Casey is simply a a, a, a okay Makes fix sense. on row yeah so uh, and the undue burden standard would not be there anymore the viability standard which is really the key I mean the the row and Casey both hung everything on the concept that there is this thing you know there's this point of viability and doctors could figure out when is when a baby's viable and we will you know it's only at that point that we're going to, we will allow states to step in and protect unborn babies. Um, so all that would go, go out the window. And um, I, but the problem with moving, just simply moving the line down to uh, say 15 weeks is that there is no even putative point there. I mean, what's 15 mm -hmm. weeks, but a number. Yeah. It's arbitrary. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, they can't even pretend there's some other, you know, something else there. 
um, to to unless to they make hang one up, up like they did with the other two rulings. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. And and and, and I actually I, there there is a, a very good uh, law review article and I think a layman's article by Sharif Gurgis Gurgis. Um, which he talks about the 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 difficulty of coming up with any other point. You know what, what you know. The, the, there's just nothing else there that you could that you could do, but that wouldn't be acting just as a legislature would do. Which the court so they supposedly would just strike it down is what you're saying. They just strike it down altogether and send it back to the states to handle. Is that what you're saying? Right. Say so we're out. Of, we're shut. We're we're out of business. We're out of we're the out abortion of business. Regulation. We're not in the business of ruling on abortion cases right now. We're not going to mm -hmm. take it up. Right. That would wow. be scenario one. <laughs> that's one scenario that we need to be praying for, folks, uh, because that's the one we've been looking for for almost 50 years. Of course, we don't look to the Supreme Court to decide these things. We understand that the states have always had jurisdiction over this. And the court ruled uh, um, wrongly in 1973 when they uh, invented the so-called right to abortion, which doesn't exist in the U.S. Constitution. So it puts it back in this in the place where it began, and that is the states, which it's a good thing because that gives us the option that the ability to affect it politically in our state legislatures. And um, it's a it's a big step on the way to bringing justice to the unborn. OK, so the first one is overturning Roe v. Wade. The second. What is your second possible scenario? Uh, the second scenario is a simple cop out. Uh, they which they're good at doing. Lately. Yeah. Yeah, because there's no right. one you could go to higher than them. Um, so and 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 the cop out, um, as I explained to you, um, it it is would be a copy, a redo of the Webster decision from 1989, where uh, the court wanted to uphold certain restrictions, the majority of the court, but didn't want to go so far as to overturn Roe, and so they just. Uh, just said, well, this is a legitimate restriction without ever explaining why, you know, so what makes this legitimate? And um, and they were actually excoriated by both uh, Scalia and I can't remember who the dissenting justice was, um, Blackman maybe, um, who said, what do you mean legitimate? That That's just us saying yes, that's not, that. there's no basis for that. And so they so would just leave the concern. they would leave the law intact and just say we rule as constitutional and move on. Well, I think you would probably have four justices saying, "Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! This we you know, let's stop kidding ourselves." You would have to overturn Roe or Casey to reach this result, but it would take you know two justices to to de deny them a majority uh, to overturn Roe, and and those two justices would have to be the ones saying. Uh, well, you know, it sounds very conservative. We need not go further than that in this case. That's all we need to decide this, you know, it's a 15 week abortion ban. We'll decide a 15 week abortion ban. We don't need to go further, but it's, it's totally dishonest to do that because you're not really explaining why you're deciding that. And you're saying, well, but that's exactly what they did, did in Webster. We can leave other issues to another day. Um, well, yeah. the fact that they took up the case five, four, they voted to take the case would indicate that's not what they're going to do. Uh, well, why would they do that if they were not going to rule differently? Because it's right? not. No, you've got a, uh, the assumption you're making. They took up the case five four. First of all, you don't know what the oh, vote okay. was. They, we don't know that. Okay. And it only takes four. It only okay, takes four. Okay, that's right to get to get sir. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So we know so there are four really justices that are willing to hear the case that more than presumably, likely want to do something about this. Yeah, and presumably think that they have a fifth. Hmm. 
I think that's that's the key is, is would the four do it if they thought that they're just going to be slapped down again? Again, we're uh, with Katie Short from Life Legal Defense, and you can find out more by going to lifelegaldefensefoundation.org. If you want to ask Katie a question or made a comment, please do so on our Facebook page in the comment section. Uh, here's a question from Owen Crew on our uh, Facebook page. He, he, he says, if Roe ends up being addressed by Congress, how would that change things? A good question, because the uh, United States Congress and Nancy Pelosi has been saying they're going to pass this. Uh, they're going to try to codify Roe v. Wade in the uh, aftermath of the Texas abortion law being enacted. How would that affect Roe? If uh, well, I think uh, when you say how will it affect Roe? Yeah, um, let's say let's say they pass this law to codify Roe. Roe still stays in effect, right? But now they have it in statute. Is that right? Well, or I don't think Supreme it, Court precedent. Yeah, what 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 Congress does would not affect what the Supreme Court how the Supreme Court rules in this case. Um, okay, so let's say. Let's, then let's play the other scenario. Roe gets uh, overturned, but Congress passes a statute which, in essence, codifies Roe. Right. Would that but, change well, anything? Um, I very, first just want to point out what they're proposing is far more than a codification of Roe versus Wade because they would okay. get rid of funding restrictions and parental involvement laws, and it goes far beyond Roe, actually. Um, but I, I think then you, what you would have is a battle over whether or not Congress, in fact, has the power to federalize abortion law in that way. And uh, so then you then you'd be going up to the same to the court, um, uh, which, you know, had, um, you know, had just overturned Roe uh, and to decide that issue. And I think that that's going to raise a host of other issues and implications for Congress's for how the court sees Congress's power. I mean, you do have the, the federal partial birth abortion ban. Um, which right. you could say, well, there, well, look, Congress did something. Nobody, nobody squawked about Congress, you know, enacting a federal law about that. Um, but on the other hand, I don't know that, I don't think that the pro board side challenged it on the grounds that it exceeded Congress's power. I'm with Katie Short today from Life Legal Defense. If you have a question, um, please uh, enter that into the comment section of our Facebook page. Uh, here's another one. From Tom, he says, is there any possibility that the Supreme Court could declare personhood for the unborn? Very good question, right? Because we know that it's more than likely, I guess, that they would just overturn Roe, send it back to the states. But our hopes would be, I guess, that they would actually, you know, read the text of the U.S. Constitution and say personhood's already inherent in the in the text of the of the Constitution, right? Yeah. So, well, what are the odds of that the, the U.S. Supreme Court is going to say we personhood does include the unborn, uh, therefore abortion is uh, against the law, against the Constitution, unconstitutional. In this case, unfortunately, I would say about zero because no no party is asking them to do it. What I would, what I well, would. That's not true. There has been a couple briefs that I've at least oh, I haven't read them. No, no, I, I mean the I'm case. Saying, no, yeah, amicus briefs, a lot of amicus briefs made that point, which I was very happy to see. A lot of amicus briefs said, look, this is, you know, Roe versus Wade, that's, that's, that is not the middle ground. The middle ground is restoring, or excuse me, that is the middle ground because restoring the constitutional protected protection to the unborn. 
is is actually the, the the true pro-life and the true position that the court should be at. But I, those are amici, and I don't think the court would count that as a party asking uh, for gotcha. them to do that. And gotcha. and but the second thing is, I would like to see. I mean, what what we could can hope for is a uh, some little sentence or two in a you know concurring decision raising that possibility one of the justices one or more of the justices saying you know there's an argument to be made here or saying you know Roe dismissed that very summarily maybe that should right. be get a second look so that's well, what is your opinion on that do you think there's historical and legal basis for the constitution standing on its own and that, that the unborn are protected by the fifth uh, the 14th amendment I've read some very compelling arguments supporting that. Yes. And I so would you hold that view yourself? Don't want to put you on the spot here too much. <laughs> well, you are. I am. I am. <laughs> That's what I do. So, um, um, I, I, I guess I, I, I'm inclined to think so, but I, I would say I, I also think that there are really some, you know, serious practical problems with that, you know, and, and how that would play out. But I think you could also say, well, you don't have to address whether, the, you know, at what point you start counting their age for purposes of getting a driver's license. You know, the, the question is, let's, you know, mm -hmm. can we, when, can we, you know, it's about killing them. You know, not about giving them driver's licenses, you know. Right, you know. right. Well, I don't so, want to get too far off of our topic today, but I've had this asked, you know, if it would the U.S. Supreme Court basically read the 14th Amendment, say personhood includes the unborn. And if so, how does that affect uh, abortion jurisprudence across the country? And then the question would be asked, well, do we then need a human life amendment to the U.S. Constitution? I maintain, yes, we do. Because mm -hmm. it, depending on the court, you know, the, the the comings and goings of different justices over the next several decades, we could easily see another wind change and we go the other direction. Wouldn't it be best that we amend the Constitution to include personhood to the unborn, although we already believe it's there? I, I, I think you're nature? absolutely right. Yeah, okay. I think you're absolutely right. And the time to do it would be when uh, the pro-life movement is in the ascendancy, you know, with with where you have abortion being curtailed. I mean, I, I, I some people say basically a constitutional amendment usually just uh, solidifies what, you know, mo what most of the states would be doing anyway and things right. like that. So Public opinion um, would have to change in a major way for right. us to to get to the point of being able to amend the Constitution. I'm with uh, Katie Shortigan today from Life Legal Defense. We're talking about the breaking news coming out of the Supreme Court today that they're going to hear the Dobbs case on December 1st. Yours truly created equal and pro-life action league, along with citizens for pro-life society are planning to be outside the court with a large uh, presence there on this uh, on december 1st uh, we don't have the plans already uh, available for public consumption yet but if you're interested just keep following us on uh, our social media and there'll be more coming out soon so katie to, to wrap this up uh and folks if you still do have any more questions feel free to ask here on the uh, on our facebook page here in the comment section but to wrap it up, we uh, the options are overturn Roe v. Wade or find some kind of wiggle room in a similar case like K uh, Webster, right? Yes. If you would or, summarize those two. Yeah, I think overturn Roe versus Wade would would return the issue to the states so that it'd be you know decided on a state by state. Basically, states would be allowed to uh, treat abortion like any other medical procedure and it'd be subject to that, you know, any, any standards for that. Uh, the second would be, uh, 
they would uphold the Mississippi law, but do so in a way that leaves Roe and Casey intact through some uh, sleight of hand that, you know, be very unfair. And a third possibility is to simply find a procedural way to dodge the case. Yeah, punt completely. <laughs> Which they're they're good at doing. And I think uh, Justice Roberts is probably the one that would advocate for that kind of thing because yeah. he talks about the stability of the court being primary to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, 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 I personally don't think we can count on John Roberts on this one. What about you? Um, I, I mean, again, I, I who I knows? I don't think but, he would be. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, he could do what he sort of did in June, be, be the uh, an opinion of one siding with one side for one thing. And, and that would be siding siding with this, the, the majority that says that the statute is is uh, constitutional, but then siding the other side said, no, we're not going to overturn Roe versus Wade. So I don't know. But on the other hand, he might feel like, OK, at this point, if if Roe versus Wade is going to be overturned, I might as well be there with him. Well, right. And a six, three is a better than a five, four. What are your right. thoughts on uh, Amy Coney Barrett? And again, we are basing this on very little information because she hasn't yeah. been on the court very long. But uh, what are your thoughts on her voting to overturn Roe? I, I, I think anybody, it's a and any, any, anybody with any intellectual integrity would have to vote to overturn Roe. And it would only be someone who's, who's, that is overcome by the either ideological arguments or emotional arguments, you know, other attachments. And I don't see her having those. So I, I am optimistic that she will, you know, vote to overturn her own cases. Well, you know, and, and unfortunately the, uh, the court is very politicized today when uh, Senate majority leader uh, stood out front of the Supreme court. And I was there at the very oh, yeah. time when he did this and threatened the, the justices uh, you know, that that's just we're in a whole nother ball game now uh, when you mm-hmm. have justices being picketed their homes and things like that. The, the enormous amount of pressure that's put on these justices to to rule against um, this kind of thing is in, immense. And I, that's why, folks, we need to be in prayer over this upcoming decision. It's coming soon. The, the oral arguments are on December 1st. I'll be leaving in a little more than a week's time to be part of uh, some prayer services that'll be at the U.S. Supreme Court uh, up and including the the actual opening of the court on December 4th. And so the one thing we can be all doing right now is praying for the justices that they would have wisdom and the courage to rule rightly uh, and and be able to withstand the enormous amount of pressure that's going to be brought against them to rule uh you know, against this uh, this this case out of Mississippi. Well, Katie, thanks for coming on uh, at short notice. I appreciate your insights. Um, we all be praying for the the uh, the case and your work there at Life Legal Defense. You've been listening to Mark Harrington on a special edition of the Mark Harrington Show. Again, breaking out of the U.S. Supreme Court, they are going to be hearing the abortion case Dobbs versus. Jackson's Women's Health Organization. That's a mouthful. That case will be heard on December 1st. So we'll see you next time. Take care and God bless. 
You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to make a difference for the cause of life, liberty, and justice, go to createdequal.org. To follow Mark, go to markharringtonshow.com. Be sure to tune in next time for your marching orders in the culture war.